You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I'm Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson with NRM Streamcast, and we'll spend our time learning Torah, talking, talking Torah, and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at letstalktorah.gmail.com, and I will answer as many questions as possible. Um, you know, it's really fascinating. We're still going through COVID. Um, school did something interesting. We did have school last month. And then we knew with the holidays coming, people from the East Coast will be coming here. People from here will go to the East Coast. You're not locking everybody up, no matter what people think. So the school came up with a brilliant idea. We're going we're gonna to not start school right away. Normally, the holiday was over Sunday. We would have a Monday traveling day for people from the East Coast to get back. And Tuesday, we would have started school. So, we, so the principal said... We're not starting school on Tuesday. We're going to keep school closed for a full week. That way, if anybody came down with COVID over the holidays, the symptoms will be out there and we'll know. That way they can stay home, they can be quarantined, the children could be quarantined, and school can open. Because if you started, like other schools did, if you started right away, well, people are coming down with it because they brought some of the virus with them. And all of a sudden, a child in a class gets it, you shut down the whole class. Two or three classes get it, you start shutting down a whole wing. So, so it's an interesting idea. Um, school is shut down for an extra week. So it's really quite um, fascinating, keeping me busy at home, get to study extra with some of the kids. And, um, but the rule is, by the way, you can't travel to New York or to New Jersey. It's not a vacation week. In other words, the rule is if you travel out of the Detroit area or if you don't come back on time, then you're quarantined for another week and a half. You're not benefiting from this vacation. So, um, so that's what's happening. And, uh, and therefore, it gave me some time to think about COVID. And what uh, helped me think more about it was, I think it was Friday, last Friday, so... That's right, Thursday. So one of my grandchildren tripped, like all good grandchildren, and cut his, I guess, the gum over the, the front teeth. Okay, cries, blood, standard, no big deal. But his face did get swollen, so we were a little concerned. So we called up a doctor friend in the neighborhood, and we said, you know, my grandchild... Uh, you know, he's, his face is swollen. We, he got a cut. We just want to make sure it's unaffected. Everything looks good. He says he happens to know the child's uh, great-grandfather, or knew the child's great-grandfather quite well. He said, oh, for that great-grandchild, my pleasure. So we go to his house, and he looks, and he checks, and he says, you know, everything's healing fine. It's normal. If the swelling gets more, if there's a fever, please come back. And while I was sitting there talking, he says to me, he says, did you see my pamphlet? On COVID-19. And I said, I did not. So he says to me, wow, I gave it to your principal. I thought he gave it to everybody. I said, well, he didn't give it to me, but if you email it to me, I'll print it out. 
So he sends it to me. I printed out actually two copies. And over the holiday, the copies passed around the house because there was a lot of beautiful stuff that he wrote in that pamphlet. So my goal in my next um, 20 or so minutes is to go through, like obviously I'm not going to read it word for word, but I'm going to go through this beautiful pamphlet of what we can learn from COVID-19. Good stuff that we could learn. So I'm going to do my best. I, usually I don't have, I have a paper to in front of me. Here I have 10 papers, but I, I really just highlighted the stuff. I printed bigger, cut out a bunch of paragraphs, just so we can get through it. So this is by Dr. Eliakim Getzel. So he starts out t- telling us that, you know, we got to look around. We got to open our eyes. When you open your eyes and you see the world that God created, you'll, you'll just be amazed. It will help you come to appreciate all the things, all the good things that God does for us. And he points out, very smart, that when we're sick, when a person is sick, he realizes, or she, realizes um, how good things are when we're not sick. I always give my example, a very simple one. Um, over the years, I get stiff necks. And maybe there's a window open in my room, blowing something, muscle twisted. When I have a stiff neck, for those of you who've ever had a stiff neck, y- you can't move. You're like Your whole body is like frozen. Instead of turning your head back and forth and around, like you're moving your whole body, you feel like you're in slow motion, very uncomfortable. Just a simple neck muscle that tightened up, and it just throws your whole day off. That's always my easy example. But Dr. Joachim Getzel actually goes ahead and, and shows he's, a, he's an emergency room doctor, so uh, he's seen a lot of stuff, and he's very involved in what's going on. And he, he, he wrote a pamphlet on all the different things that COVID-19 has affected, and, uh, and by seeing when things don't work properly, then we can learn from there how amazing God's world is when things are working properly. So we will do the best we could as I fly through these papers. So first thing he talks about is skin. So he says uh, one of the signs for COVID-19 is like that rash, like in the toe area between the toes on the skin. That's one of the signs. So he says the reason is because the blood vessels that bring, I guess, the nutrients and the oxygen and whatever blood vessels do, the blood vessels that, that, that support the skin, right, there's something wrong with them. Now, as normally they bring nutrients to the skin. And they regulate blood temperature, right? If a guy drinks too much wine, right, he becomes red. When our skin gets injured, it's amazing, right? We, and it happens to a lot of us all the time, you get a cut. So we don't really think about it too much. You get a cut, okay, you cut with a band-aid. If it's a big cut, if you're a little child, you get a scrape, you think the band-aid makes you feel better. But So a person gets a cut, and inside there's like a message that goes out to the blood and says, we got a leak. We got we to gotta patch up um, this cut over here, right? And he calls it the building blocks for self-repair. Right? I mean, just imagine for a second if you bought a new coat or a jacket. It's happened to me. You know, you buy a jacket and you're, you're walking up the stairs and the pocket gets caught in a railing and you're not paying attention and a rip. You just destroyed that jacket, right? Just imagine if you, 
You continue wearing the jacket, and the and the rip just heals itself, right? We don't even think about it, right? So so the blood, the blood actually goes ahead, makes clots, and it and it creates um, the the what's necessary. I guess it brings the nutrients that are necessary to heal the skin. So first things first, one of the telltale signs for a person has COVID is there's something wrong with the skin, and that should open up our eyes to say when things are working properly, our skin is amazing. It makes us look pretty. Right? Just imagine if we peeled off the skin what we would look like. Okay, don't imagine. That's pretty horrible. Um, healthy skin is important. Look at all the advertisements for it, right? And that's through the blood. And COVID, which we're going to talk about, um, has a lot of effect in the blood itself, and therefore it causes issues in that repair system. So the next thing um, Dr. Young Getzel talks about is the lungs. Now, the lungs obviously is, uh, is very complicated. I'm not a doctor. I'm not looking to start giving medical terms because half of them I don't understand. But we all know that when life goes on, we breathe and we just keep on going. Most of us do not pay attention to our breathing at all, except... If you have a, an Apple Watch, so for whatever strange reason, every once in a while my Apple Watch says, you should stop and breathe for a minute. Now, it knows I'm breathing, but I guess it's a relaxing technique that I should just go ahead and take a deep breath. Okay, fine, I usually ignore it. But, but we're breathing. We're walking around. When it's easy to breathe... And you're just walking around, even when you're exercising, you're taking deep breaths because, you know, you're, you're tired from, from running or from going up and down all those steps. But the, the idea that we breathe, we do not even think about. And we don't even think about the fact that it's free to breathe. You know, these people in the hospital, um, when a hospital gives a person oxygen, it costs a lot of money. That free air that we have all over the place, the hospital is charging me for and I don't think it costs them too much money to get in the first place. So that's just to start to think, right? So we know, there's no question, that one of the big complications with COVID-19 is people can't breathe. There's, they have major difficulty breathing, which we're going to talk about so we can get more into the understanding of how amazing our body is that God gave us and all the things that, uh, that God put into it. Um, but just very simple, you know, first, uh, first glance, just to recognize we know people with COVID have major issues in breathing. And we, therefore, when we can breathe, when it's easy to breathe, we have to be thankful for that. So um, he talks about it like this. Um, if you've ever seen the picture of the lungs, right, so you have your big tubes and then you have the things that are pumping, and then you, you get smaller and smaller tubes, and the bronchioli, I guess they're called, and, and then you get to these things called the alveoles, if I'm pronouncing it wrong. If I'm not, I'm sure someone will call me later and tell me. So what happens is, um, if the, that's where, it, when the oxygen in my body that I breathed in gets into those alveoles, so blood vessels have to come, and transfer the oxygen into the bloodstream. Right? In other words, when a person suffocates, he suffocates because the oxygen is not getting transferred. Right? Obviously, if there's no air going into the body, there's nothing to be, tra- there's nothing to be transferred. But 
when it's when the person is is breathing, I could force air down his chest. But if those alveoli are not working, as otherwise, forgetting about how it works, just the concept that we took this oxygen in the air and I have to get it in my bloodstream. Right? That's something amazing to think about. And one of the things that COVID seems to do is um, it causes fluid to build up in these alveoles, and it, it interrupts the function of the transfer of the oxygen. So now a person feels he has no, he has no air. The, the air is not working. Just put on a mask. The air should go in. It's, he's not getting enough air because he can't physically bring in enough air to satisfy the couple working alveoles or however little it's working. That's a big problem. It's almost like drowning is, uh, is really how, how bad it gets. So the COVID-19 is causing this, um, this issue, this problem that there's no transfer of the oxygen. That is unbelievable. And um, it really goes further. Um, Again, there's, there's the transfer talks out over here, but the blood cell, the it's it's really in both directions. In other words, in one direction, these alveoles are not working properly; they're getting filled with fluid. On the other side of the coin, the blood vessels that are trying to get the oxygen from the alveoles are also being damaged. In other words, it seems clear. One of the things that uh, is very clear about this virus, from what I'm reading from Dr. Joachim Getzel, is that is his real name, sort of. No, that's not his legal name, but those are his first two Hebrew names, just in case you were wondering who this doctor was. You want to look him up? You can't look him up. But in any case, um, the, the blood vessels get major damage. We're going we're gonna to spend some time talking about that. And so not only the alveoles can't get the oxygen out, but the blood vessels can't get the gases, the oxygen from the alveoles because they're also damaged. So therefore, the people can't breathe. And that, by the way, it's uh, probably similar to, to what happens with pneumonia, but, but this is something major that's happening when these blood vessels are damaged. And we'll talk about they get plugged. I'll try to get into it a little bit. Now, not only, by the way, does he mention how in the lower part of the lung, where the gases transfer, but there's even, um, there's even like a swelling, like a, um, how does he say it? Uh, uh, they get swollen, right? The lungs seem to get swollen. And the, the breathing air passageway gets swollen. So now i got problems on both ends. I can't get the oxygen into my body. And even though I get the oxygen into my body, it doesn't transfer. So my lungs, which again, all I want you to think about is when we live, when we walk down the street, when we're sitting by our dining room table, when you're listening to my voice, you are breathing, hopefully, without any effort, right? You're not even thinking about breathing. It all, if the machinery works, beautiful. But for those that have been sick and the machinery is not working properly, you now realize how amazing God created our lungs. It's just amazing. So let's, let's go a little further. So, um, so this is, okay, he's very into the lungs. But I want to go further. Um, furthermore, um, and I had it, I lost my sense of smell, my taste and smell. So it seems that the virus hangs out, um, I guess, in the top of the nasal cavity or somewhere in the top of the nose. And it's right by the lining 
of the brain. It seems the the sense, the part of the brain that helps me smell, obviously, is near my nose, and there's like a lining between the this the nose and the brain, and the COVID hangs out there. And when it breaks through that barrier, I lose my sense of smell, which is what happened to me. It's happened to a lot of people. Um, taste probably goes along with it for the same way, but he happens to not talk about taste. Um, but he says, think about it. Our brains, we don't even think about it. Our brains are protected by a membrane. And is and it's supposed to keep viruses out. As long as it keeps the viruses out, I don't have to worry about infections in my brain. I don't have to worry about uh, all kinds of things that can go wrong. Once this virus can get into my brain, it can affect everything in my body. So, so again, something that's that's there, right? This barrier in my brain that's there that's supposed to take care of me, but I don't even know it's there. I didn't pay attention to it. So all of a sudden, I can't smell. And if I can't smell, that means it's broken through the barrier. And now I have what to be worried about. Just, again, something amazing. Now, by the way, so when we lose our smell, um, which is probably why you lose the taste also, but not 100%, um, food is not so interesting. Again, for those who want to go on a diet, it's very good. But for those of us who enjoy, you know, something sweet, something sour, different tastes, we, we all enjoy tastes. God made it, look, we, we, we need to eat to live, right, to be healthy. And uh, there's two ways you can make me eat. You can just give me tasteless porridge, um, or I can at least enjoy the eating. And all of a sudden now, without my smell, I can't enjoy my, my, my food. I tell you, when I, when I realized that I had corona, it's because I couldn't taste my coffee. What's the point in the coffee if I can't taste it? And I can't smell it. Um, he goes through other things over here, anxiety and stuff. I don't think I'm going to get back to it because I don't think I'm going to have time. But I do want to go further. So let's get into something that I didn't really understand so good. It is amazing. And it really goes all the way back to what we talked about at the beginning. And that's the effect on the blood. What happens like this. Inside our blood vessels, there's a lining on the inside of the blood vessel. And it's, a, it's part of, as we would say, the, the plumbing system. So normally it happens like this. Like we said, the skin gets a cut. So there's a message to clot. Right? The only problem is that there's a clot so it can stop all the blood flow. We don't want clots, right? People that take all those statins and stuff for cholesterol. The whole point of those statins for cholesterol is that my blood vessels do not get, uh, get stuffed up. That, that's heart attacks, that's strokes, it's terrible, right? So first, the, the lining has to be repaired. After the lining is repaired, then there's a second message or a second chemical in the blood that disintegrates all those clots, so a very amazing plumbing system, especially because I had a plumber in my house three times this week, or last week. So um, my plumbing bill has been rather expensive. So can you imagine having a plumbing system in your house that if there's a leak, it self-seals. Um, if there's a blockage, it, it cleans itself out. I mean, that would be like, like amazing and put plumbers out of business, but why would I complain? Except my son's becoming a plumber, so maybe he wouldn't be so happy. So, so now what happens is that this plumbing system, this amazing system throughout our whole body, thousands of miles, believe it or not, like 75,000 miles of plumbing in my body, um, which needs, needs this balance to heal a cut and then get rid of the clots, the COVID-19 messes up the system. 
the COVID-19 seems to send a message that, hey, we got a cut over here. Quick. Let's let's block it up. So all of a sudden it's creating the 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 um, the 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 um, the repair sort of uh, so to speak um, when it's not supposed to be there. So it's going to block blood flow, which is going to lead us on on to the next group of things. If you're blocking <clears throat> if you're blocking the flow of blood and not disintegrating the clots, that leads to heart attacks. That leads to strokes. That means my those things we talk about in the lungs that the the blood is not getting to where it needs to get. It can't transfer. It can't travel the way it needs to travel. It can't get to my skin properly. All these things, which we don't even think about, that's the amazing part that I wanted to really bring out today. We do not really think about how amazing our body is and how everything works, because I mean, we'd be amazed just talking about it, thinking about it that my blood is flowing properly, you, it doesn't even help you to think, right? If I don't breathe properly, I'm thinking, oh, uh, I'm shortness of breath, right? I realize that, right? I can't smell. I realize that. Do I realize when something inside my system is not flowing properly? No, except things happen because of it. So God has this whole system um, which needs to be finely balanced. And COVID has this power to knock off the balance and cause lots of issues. Therefore, we talked about it again a few times. It affects my heart. It can either um, not bring the blood and the oxygen to the heart so the heart won't work so well. It can actually damage the muscle of the heart. It's another part of my body that can suffer. Right? Now, again, do we think how our blood is working, how our, how our heart, I'm sorry, is working and pumping and pumping and flowing everything and no problem with gravity and and everything gets nourished and oxygen, right? All these things. That's why this is an amazing virus. Because this virus really does stuff that other viruses, other viruses don't like interrupt the natural flow of so many different parts of my body, the lungs and the nose and the heart and the blood and the skin. There's a very different kind of virus. It's just amazing. So again, I'm not... Uh, trying to say I, I, I love the virus. I want us to understand that when we see what's what's not working, right? So God says, look, look at the beautiful body I made you. You don't recognize I made you a beautiful body? I'm going to help you recognize because I'm going to make it that things stop working. And then when they start working again, you can turn around and thank me, which is what we're looking to get out of this. Now, by the way, because this is another problem, that's our, what we call the kishkis, right? The intestines, the bowels, um, that again, that they're amazing, right? They break down the food that goes through our system, and some is waste. And any good nutrients, minerals, vitamins, anything that's good in the food we ate or energy, gets in the sugars, gets transferred through the body to do what it's supposed to do. Except that the COVID, believe it or not, causes bleeding in the bowels. When there's bleeding there... So that uh, sometimes it's bleeding more than the marrow can replace and replenish. And then what happens is a person becomes anemic. So, so again, it, it almost seems like by the time we're finished, except for the smell, almost everything goes back to the blood system, which is really, really amazing. And I think... I got, uh, oh, he has a few more things just to point out, to notice. Now, a doctor would notice this, but um, we wouldn't notice it. The hospitals were worried about being overwhelmed. 
because you have your everyday patients and the heart attacks and the strokes and the and uh, appendicitis and kidney stones and and asthma and and bowel obstructions all the normal things that happen in a regular hospital so um it seems throughout the world that all those problems stopped happening as those all these emergencies were not happening the hospitals were able to deal solely with the with the covid cuz god wanted to send a message maybe the message part of the message is for us to open our eyes and see how beautiful our world is, how beautiful our body is. But if all the regular sicknesses and diseases are, are, are in the hospitals, then they can't cover everything. So God put a stop to one set of uh, issues and brought another one. Uh, such a fast day. I did get through all of, uh, well, at least in my fast way, all of the uh, Yakum Getzel stuff. A lot to think about. It's important to think. I hope you enjoyed it short and sweet. Thank you again to our wonderful sponsors and listeners. You know, I can't do it without you. Thank you again to my wonderful production team. We have David and Kelsey in the back. I hope we have left some food for thought. Until next time, I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah and Adam Streamcast. And until next time, don't forget to think about it.